All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential needs, whether they're commercial or residential, and they'll give you a free estimate. Just go to waytogrowlandscape.net, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right. So, as we keep it rolling here into the last hour of the week, uh, before we go to the phones here real quick, uh, well, let's go to the phone. I'll give you time to get Dallas's schedule up so we can take a gander on that. Uh, let's go. Let's see. Where, let's go to uh, Mike. Mike, you on the sports ground here on Ticket 760 and 1300 Zone. What's up, Mike? Hey, man. I wanted to say one quick note about um – uh, football, and then I want to get to what happened last night with James Harden and the Sixers. Hey, man, uh, you 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 touched a little bit uh, earlier this week about uh, Britt Favre's situation. Uh, Britt Favre, he uh, he ought to be ashamed of himself uh, for doing what he did. They saying that he was uh, stealing or having welfare pride. Dude, this is a man that made millions of dollars in the NFL with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, what what the hell is Britt Favre doing uh, trying to get money from the welfare system? That, that that's really a sad deal. You know, I lost, I lose, lost all respect for Britt Favre. What little bit I had for him, but that's that's just bad. Now let's talk about the Sixers, man, and uh, what what needs to take place. They, you said already, and I heard myself. I thought that um, I thought the coach was a done deal after the game last night, but apparently the uh, owner doesn't see it that way. So maybe that might be bad news for James Harden. Maybe Harden might be on his way out, and that's a good thing. Uh, because, like I say, at, at first, man, I, I thought that Brooklyn might have made a bad mistake when they uh, when they let Harden go. But now, like I said, it looked turned out to be a good deal. I think Harden, man, he he's gonna have to like you've been talking all week. He's gonna have to get back into better shape. But even his own teammate said that he's not gonna never be the same player that he was in Houston again. So, so that's what makes me think that Harden might be on his way out the door in Philadelphia, because they're definitely not going to get him a max contract. And uh, I'd like to hear what you had to say about it. I know you went over it earlier, what you have to say about Harden, and, and do you think that that's a bad sign for him staying in Philadelphia by his own teammates saying that he didn't like the way he wasn't to play like the Houston Rockets? And I thank you for taking my call today. All right, Mike. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways you can say it. First of all, I don't. Uh, yeah, they're not giving him a max deal. Uh, but I, I think there's. it's not going to be easy, in my opinion, to move James Harden, as everybody thinks. I mean, you know, who who's really going to – first of all, who's going to rush to go ahead and do that? I mean, if you really look at it, I mean, like I said, I think it was – and I don't even know if Doc Rivers was really all the way down with acquiring James because it really hurt Tobias Harris. When James showed up, Tobias Harris' role went from scoring. He was in a rhythm scoring that looked like Doc just wanted to concentrate on defense because he was just awful. And, and And I know Tobias Harris is better than that. Um, James, it's it's up to him, man. He's got to look in the mirror and he's got to go ahead and do. It, it depends on what he wants his legacy to be. Like I said, this it's. I told AC this last night, man. It, it's not just basketball. It's not professional sports. It's life in general. Whether you're talking about CEOs, whether you're talking about whatever, it's tough to make a lot of money. And there's levels to all different type of money. But there's there's it's tough to get success. And still to stay hungry. Okay? You don't go eat at a a Brazilian steakhouse buffet and then two hours later you feel like, man, I can still go and eat. No, you don't. 
They trick you on a lot of that bread they have you eat. A steak is most filling any damn way. But the point of it is, is that you got see, that's why the Tiger Woods, the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryants, the LeBron James, they it's when you make that kind of money, and even in business, hell. I about ten years ago, I think about probably about ten years ago, I remember seeing Elon Musk on sixty minutes. When his ass is about to file for bankruptcy, when he was holding on to Tesla for like, yeah, man, come on. And I had respect for him because entrepreneurs, no matter what level you are, you always know what that's about. Okay. First of all, I totally forgot just the other day because really what a story like because I, I pay attention to stuff like that. I mean, I forgot this is the guy who sold PayPal, who created PayPal, sold it for $167 million back in 2000. I think it was like 2007, 2008. He's the richest guy in the world now because that's when you when you're hungry. My point is when you can make money, the money, like they always say in crime, follow the money and in success to who gets fat on the hog. Follow the money. This is Adidas money. This is basically shoe money. This is contract money. Jane, either you really care or you really care. People, It's like, man, because for all we know, James, James, James Harden went to Arizona State University to play basketball. That's not really a basketball school. And then they had Bobby Hurley there now, but that really wasn't known as a basketball school. They were the little brothers of Arizona, home of the great Sean Elliott, Steve Kerr, and Richard Jefferson. That don't, that don't even add up. But anyway, that, the, the deal of it, my point I'm trying to make is where James come from, he could be like, man, I didn't expect it. I made it. I made it. You know? Guys like Kobe, guys like Mike, guys like LeBron, they knew they wanted to be champions. Well, they wanted to be the best. Harden is still going to go down as one of the best players that ever played this game, one of the most prolific scorers. Hall of Fame? Yeah, Hall of Fame. When you ask me that question in basketball, it, Hall of Fame doesn't mean that. And until they get their own Hall of Fame, anybody's making a Hall of Fame. That don't really say anything, but, yes, he's a Hall of Famer. But the truth of the matter is, is that it's up to him to dig deep now. This is where it's going to be hard because he's made all the money. He's got to change his lifestyle in the offseason. He's got to stop the partying, and he's got to really dedicate. James, in my opinion, does not really dedicate. I'm not around him. I don't know. I mean, to say he doesn't care, that's hard for somebody in my seat or anybody that's in media to say that. We don't know, you know. But I'm just telling you the perception. But what he needs to do is that evidently there's something with his lifestyle that needs to change to a certain extent to make to kind of see that through. 1-800-707-976. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven six. Let's keep it going. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Laker Dre. Laker Dre, Laker Dre, you on the sports grind here on Ticket Seven Sixty Thirteen Hundred Zone? What's up, man? Hey, thank you for taking my call, man. No problem. Uh, first, first uh, tonight's team whipped that trick, and we're gonna see if they're gonna whip them tricks up there in San Francisco. Uh, second of all. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed if uh, if if we couldn't get Doc, or I guess if Doc. It's not going to be dismissed from his job. That's good. But uh, as, as a Laker, uh, Laker Nation, I mean, we we would like to have Mark Jackson or Doc Rivers. Huh. And, and, with, that, and with that being said, uh, I guess the other caller, y'all were talking about James Harden. If, if he's been living that type of lifestyle and he's making that type of money, I, I, I don't see him changing up. I just don't. And then uh, – I mean the defense, and it's just like my man said, Kobe. That that's that's regular season. When we get into the playoffs, all the, all that chippiness and, and and him thinking he's gonna get these fouls and stuff, it, it's not gonna happen that way. And his type of play has never been 
the playoff style of the NBA. He's just a regular season dude. And let me say this as well. You uh you you Hawks fans and you uh the Mile Hawks fans, the Nuggets fans, them chicken McNuggets. Y'all stay out of my DM because y'all got zero championships. We looking for number eighteen. Go Lakers and thank you for taking my call. All right, man. All right. At least know I've got an audience that DMs Dre. Like he knows for a fact that people that DM him that's listening to the sport. I love Dre. Ain't called in all season those and missed the playoffs, but he's checking with us and throwing shots out of the nuggets and everything. I don't think you I I, I like to see Mark Jackson. I mean, he's the first one interviewed. It's time to give Mark a shot. I mean, I'm sorry, man. Doc is if he's fortunate to hang on another year, it is fine. But Doc, you know, I used to defend Doc all the time, but it is what it is. He's, he gets a pass because he's part of the good old boy system, and he's a brother, and everybody's got a platform to call for coaches or whatever. They don't want to do that to Doc. you know. And that, But at the end of the day, I've seen enough evidence. Not saying he's a horrible coach. I just think for whatever reason, whether the game's passing by, whether people's figured it out, it just is what it is. All right, so before we get to Neff's call, let's let's talk about scheduling. Let's talk about the Cowboys. Uh, you got the schedule up, Jonas, what we got? Okay, so once again, we're opening up, like I said, the four storylines. We're opening up with Tampa Bay and Dallas. It's going to open up week one. The game's in Dallas, right? They open it up in Dallas? Yes. Okay. And who does Dallas – give me Dallas's first two or three games again. Give me their first month of the season, so the first four, the first quarter. Who do they got? First four, you start off with uh, hosting the Buccaneers, hosting the Bengals, at the Giants, and hosting the Commanders. Um, I said two in of the, those are in prime time. I, I, I said it in the, in the beginning of the show. Um, first of all, I, just on paper – it's hard for me to believe Dallas is as good as the team they were last year because who they lost and really what they, they didn't really do that much to address. I mean, they were scratched. They don't have that much money to go spend anyway to really do an overhaul of free agency, whatever. You know, they lost their best pass rusher to Gregory. Uh, they, you know, of course, I felt they should have moved on from Mari Cooper. I still don't understand why they let Wilson go. I really don't. I think they're going to end up regretting that. Um, they're going to be they, – you can't – I'm not convinced that they're better. I feel that my biggest concern with the Cowboys, and if you're a Dallas fan, you should be a concern, is the leadership, and I think Dak is a true leader, but the leadership in that locker room to be able to handle the elephant in the room, which is Mike McCarthy and his situation in Dallas. And if you look at where they start off with with Tampa – you mix in with the defending AFC champions and the Cincinnati Bengals. That don't even sound right. I just said that, doesn't he? I'm sorry, Flip. I got to get used to that. The defending AFC championships, the Bengals. So you start with Joe Burrow mixed in there. Look, could they handle an 0-2 start? An 0-3 start? I don't know. And because I, because to me, those questions are going to come from that median down about, hey, you think you're going to survive this job? Sean Payton is lingering, just chilling, just waiting. To start off with Tampa, but to be honest with you, I don't know. I mean, Tampa's going to – I like Todd Bowles, but it's a new coach. I understand he was there on the defensive coordinator side. Brian Leftwich still going to be there. Didn't get a head coaching job, so the offensive, but they've got a receiver coming off of an injury. I can tell you right now, Tampa Bay's line under Tom Brady ain't going to be as good as it was last year. He started to get some injuries. I don't think the offensive line is going to be as good as they were last year. So he better get ready. He might get a couple of hits like, damn, man, I want to touch that 300 uh, quicker from Fox. 
he was funny yesterday. I, I got a little bit because the game's going on hockey. But, you know, again, they blew out this primetime schedule release on the four-letter network, and they had Joe Buck and, and, and Troy on there. And you could tell when, when you get to a certain tax bracket in the money, let me tell you something, Buck, Joe got paper. We know about Troy. Like I said, they got paid. <clears throat> they didn't get paid chump change either, chicken feet either. <laughs> when they doing the schedule, Joe Buck's like, yeah. And for that game, I think we're actually going to have Tom come in here. What Fox's future pay? We're actually going to have Tom during the game actually come in and do some play-by-plays what they gave him. Look, that contract they're giving Tom is having some guys that's been in the industry a long time. Like, look, man, this guy ain't even put on the mic yet, and y'all give him 300 I saw that a little bit in Buck. That was funny. Troy laughed at that. But, hey, let me tell you something. I've looked at the Monday night. They hooked Troy and Joe Buck up. They figured, like, if we're going to pay this much money to bring y'all's ass from Fox, they loaded. I haven't seen a Monday night schedule like that in a while. Monday night schedule is almost competing with the Sunday night. Sunday night's been prime. That schedule they gave Joe Buck and Troy Aikman for Monday night, I, I don't really see too many guaranteed snoozers on Monday night. So it's Monday, Monday night it could be back to where it used to be. Monday used to be the, the the prime time game. You know, Monday, Sunday night football has taken over that. But I looked at the schedule they gave Joe, Joe and Buck and uh, Troy. They hooked them up. But back to Dallas. I just don't know if it, that's a schedule that's early that could come out there with the wobbly boot a little bit. And if things get a little hairy and you start off 0-2, you lose two out of that three. Maybe you get a Commanders, but you lose to a Tampa Bay. You lose to a Cincinnati. I don't know. And from the early parts of it, I think Tampa is a two-and-a-half-point spread favored already in the first week against that game on the road. Uh, but Dallas, how does that end? Like, give me their back end. Because with Dallas, I always pay attention. Where did their bye week come in at? The bye week is week nine. That's a perfect bye week. That's right. You want your bye week right in the middle of the season to get that break. You don't want it too early, and you don't want it like in week 12, week 13. That's a perfect week 8, week 9, week 7. That's right there in that area. So that's a good point. But coming after that bye week down the stretch, give me some of their give me some of their opponents there. Well, you come off the bye against the Packers at Green Bay. That's McCarthy's return. Uh you're going to stay up in the north and uh travel to the Vikings. Then you got the Giants on Thanksgiving Day, the Indianapolis Colts, um, Texans at Jacksonville, uh, hosting the Eagles at Tennessee, and then at Washington, which is that flex seventh or eighth game. Well, they've got one of the easiest schedules. That's been well documented over the last 24, 48 hours. A lot of that has to do with their division. Uh, but, you know, there's some game, the Colts game. There's some games in there that I think more it's about how you finish, but I think it's going to be very crucial for this coaching staff to get off to a good start. It's going to be a different team. They're going to have to get some wins because everybody knows, and I've been saying, I think Mike McCarthy's the biggest lame duck coach coming into this season in the National Football League. I really do. I really do. 1-800-707-9760. Some other things. Before we get to some other things noted, let's go to the phones here real quick. Let's go to Neff. Neff, you on the sports ground here on Ticket 760 and 1300 Zone. What's up, Neff? And it's been a while, man. I haven't, I haven't called since back in the days of Rejay and Salami, man. But, hey, I'm that guy that, throws up a little bit in his mouth every time I hear you say the Broncos are historic. Uh, I don't know if you remember remember me. Oh, yeah, Nev, I know you. I see yeah, your post, yeah. man, but, but why you throw up in your mouth, man? Are you sure that just ain't ass, you ain't got acid right, reflex? What, what, you what, which what? made you throw you in know, the mouth? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that that argument or that discussion for another day. Oh, okay. My, my call for today was because I was a little concerned about yesterday's comments that you were uh, worried about having to play the Seattle Seahawks the first game 
you said that Pete was going to have the upper hand uh, because Russell wasn't going to be acclimated. No, I didn't say Pete had the upper hand. I don't think I said what I what I have a problem with is I think it's forced. I mean, I understand the storyline. That's been my theme. I think a lot of it is like you you know that game was on the schedule. I've been knowing for months now that that Seattle even before the Russ trade, Seattle was on a different schedule. I think to come out week one. It's like fine to get it out of the way. I mean, they're they're favorites on the road in that game. They're three points favorites on the road in Seattle. I mean, Seattle's going to a rough B build. I just my take was I think it was forced to have that that early. It's better to have some build up. That's all. Oh, okay. I just I just I just are concerned in your mm-hmm. voice because I actually do think y'all have a better team than Seattle. No, uh, well, on I mean, paper, of course they're supposed to. They're supposed on to. Paper, they, y'all y'all do. So I was a little worried that you were. You were making excuses for them, but okay, it was just my mistake. Then. But this is the thing. Well, this is what I want you to do, Neff, when you hang up. This is what I want you to do, because I, I see your comments, and you say that you have, you get a little throw up in your mouth, whatever, but I think that's acid reflex, a heartburn. Let me tell you something. What you need to do is you need to go look at winning percentages of teams in the National Football League over the last 30 years or so and Super Bowl counts, and go look at that and see where Denver looks. I'm not trying to put Denver as a Green Bay or whatever. Denver is one of the most winning organizations in the National Football League. Okay, that's just the, that's just the deal. They got thank you for the call, Neff. They got a max of five primetime games. First of all, I'm gonna you know you Neff started something, so I'm gonna put some. I wasn't gonna touch on their schedule before we got, but Neff starts something or whatever because I want to he- help him with his acid reflex that he got that nasty taste. He comes in his mouth when I say that. You know what I'm saying? Pause. But anyway, you listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, we'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Sam spinning the one and twos, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios in this next segment, last segment of the day and the week. is going to be presented by Zing Zang, two words, the key to any perfect cocktail, and that's Zing Zang. All right, make sure you try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks, and also, or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Look, to, to Neff's point, and Jonas and I having this conversation on the break, look, first off, in my original take, before we leave, read some of your uh, social media and your, your Facebook stream a lot, look, 
what I meant in the early of the show that I do believe the scheduling did rust some favors in this whole new coaching staff. Look at the if you look at Denver's schedule, go look at the end of that. It's a gauntlet. First of all, if I if my memory because I don't have it all membered in top, but if I if I don't if I remember correct, they don't even play Kansas City till week fourteen. You have a new coaching staff. You have a new Russ is changing scenery for the first time in ten years. They gave him Denver got, and this is for never. You don't think a forward franchise. It has to do with Russ. I mean, because when Seattle at the height, how many damn prompt five primetime games, and they got two standalone games in London and in Christmas, and they gave him the max of five. And in the first five weeks of the season, they put their ass on primetime three out of five weeks. Now, be careful what you wish for. But my point is, look at the start of the schedule. All of the start of the schedule are teams, pretty much all of them are damn near non-playoff teams until you get to the Raiders in week three or four. What is that? Hey, what, Russ is one of the faces of the league that they would like to have there when the dust settles, the whole thing. They did not schedule Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Look, this is the, since Patrick Mahomes has been here, been there in Kansas City, this is the latest that they've ever played Kansas City in a season. They play them in week 14 and 17. What do you think they're telling you? Because they're thinking, like, you know what? This could come down to week 14, 17 in this division. Same thing. What are they telling you in week one, the Thursday night opening game? They're telling you right there that they're with Kansas. They're opening with Buffalo and the Rams out the gate. They're trying to tell you because they're trying to sit there and say, hey, get lathered up for week one because this could be a preview of Super Bowl. The scheduling, they manipulate stuff. Don't get it twisted. They manipulate certain things. And this is the whole thing with storyline. We used to talk about it all the time on the show. When it was Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, they would let both of them get in rhythm. They wouldn't schedule Tom and Peyton until like week 10, week 11, because they wanted to get them time to get their delays going. They've been doing this stuff, man. Yeah. Five primetime games. Three, five. When he was in Seattle, in Seattle, man, when he's up there, yes, even the Legion of Boom, the primetime, that's up in Seattle. No one really cares in Seattle. I mean, if it ain't Kurt Cobain and Starbucks, it's Seattle. We think we're going to get the hell out of there. You get in an organization like Denver, like I said, they're going to be on TV a lot. You're going to see that pretty face in Sierra right there in that press box. John will be over there eating fun sour seeds like he always do. Like, hey, I'm on a hot seat now, but hey, it's part of what it is. That's what it is. They did him a favor. And I don't mean they're going to win those games, but get Houston. Uh, the, who, who else is in the first? You got four? the Niners. Okay, the Niners is mixed in there. You've got, oh, no, it, it's, it's Seattle, Houston. Seattle rebuild. He's going back home. They forced that to us early. Who else? So it's Seattle, it's Houston, it's the Niners, Raiders, Colts, Chargers. So you got a nice little gauntlet in there before you get the Jets and the, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then you got to finish strong. But that December is a gauntlet. There ain't nowhere to hide in the AFC, especially in the AFC West. There's nowhere to hide. But that's what they try to tell you, giving us Josh Allen versus Stafford out the gate because they think that's a Super Bowl preview. It is what it is. Mike McCarty back to Green Bay. Tom Brady. They you you ju- they were just headline telling you they had to scramble when they heard Tom was coming back. You think they had these schedules set already? When Tom came back, they got to uh, you know range things at the storyline. If I'm not mistaken, 50 year anniversary of the Immaculate Reception between with Franco Harris and pretty much uh you know Pittsburgh and Raiders. Oh, by the way, they got Pittsburgh and the Raiders on the schedule this year, and I think they put them in prime time. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Oh, that's by accident, Jonas. That They just lucked up that. I'm giving you the formula. They do that because the NFL is a marketing machine. It's a marketing machine. They know that you tra- you're going through a new coaching staff, 
a new senior of teen years. Russ is a future Hall of Famer. His prime. They tried. They could have gave him Kansas City charge out today. Look, the, first of all, who? And this is another thing I want to bring up the schedule. Well, well that's Cor- go ahead. Correct me if I'm wrong. In there a London game between? There's a, in there a London game that's a division game. Between, I think it's an AFC. I forgot it's a matchup. He's the NFC. Somebody has a division game in London. I've got a big problem with that. I don't know if it's, if it's, is it London or Germany? We've got to look at that. Cause I'm, cause my whole thing is like, man, don't put division games overseas. I might be misspoken about that, but I thought I swore I saw in London, there's a, I don't know if it's the NFC West or if it's in the AFC somewhere that there was a division game over there. Is it the Cardinals and somebody? I don't know. But I, I, I'm not down with that if if, if I'm correct on that speaking. Uh, but yeah, man, they manipulate these schedules all the time. We've already talked about Seattle's former team is traveling over thirty thousand miles all season. That's the most in the league, you know. Um, the Rams got a gaunt. Rams, rightfully so, they're the Super Bowl champs. They got a they got a brutal schedule. They got a brutal schedule. And not only that, when you're the defending champs, I've always said you're playing the other team. That's their Super Bowl every week when they play you. You're going to get everybody's best for 18 weeks or 17 weeks. 18 now. Right? It's 18 weeks, 17 games. Yeah, 17 games. games. Yeah, so you can get the best for everybody for 17 weeks. But, I mean, we'll see how it goes. But they hooked Joe Buck and Troy Eggman up. (laughs) There ain't – whoever – my man, Louis Riddick, uh, whoever they tried out in the last few, Booger, Befallen, they ain't even get these type of games. They spend that kind of money, that kind of cheese – on Joe and Troy, they uploaded them for Monday night. Monday night's going back to where it used to be. Prime time. What you got? To your question earlier, the divisional game is the Niners and Cardinals game in Mexico City. What the hell is that? What is that? Why are you playing November? I, I'm that is that that doesn't make any sense. You're taking away the hardest thing to do. And the National Football League is to win a division game on the road in primetime. You put that, you're supposed to embrace the home field. They're going to Mexico to play this. I knew I saw that somewhere and I thought it was the NFC West. That is, that is blasphemy. It's all about making, you want to make the game international, you want to do that? Don't take a division home game away from me. I'm not down to going to play a division game abroad. It's a home game for the Cardinals. Oh, it ain't no home That's game. Fun. It's an I'm Azteca. I'm what the way it's assigned. I don't it's, give it's a, a damn where it's assigned. That's an Azteca. High altitude, higher than my life. And playing it in there. Come on, man. You don't. You, I mean, if you're going to do that, you schedule somebody. You don't do a division game on the road in Mexico. But anyway, I digress. Um, what else stood out to me about the, the uh the schedule. There was something else to note, but on the Dallas side, that, that just shows me that really those first few weeks, it's going to be some pressure for Dallas to get off to a good start. Regardless how weak the division is, you don't want to get off to an O for start. And then all of a sudden, you know, Hey, cause keep in mind, I mean, I guess they owe Tampa Bay, uh, a Shawshank cause Tampa Bay got them in week one, barely. That was that shootout. Uh, the year before last was that last year. Was that Tom's first year in Tampa? Or was that his second year? No, that was last year because Dak and him went toe-to-toe. That was last year opening it up, I believe. Yeah, they opened up last year in week one and I think had a shootout. 1-800-707-9760. Other notes that I didn't get to just circling back is we've got some elimination games tonight in basketball. Other kind of side note, Kyrie Irving. Nike has come out and said that they're pretty much not going to extend Kyrie or probably part ways from Kyrie. 
uh, Irvin, that's being reported out there. Let me tell you, that speaks volumes. Nike stuck by Kobe during a rape case. Nike has stuck by a lot of guys. They they put their neck on the line for Colin Kaepernick. For them to drop, for them to sit there and say, "Hey, we're not extending Kyrie." And what from what I'm hearing, they're putting out there because we're we got concerns with Kyrie. We don't know if how many games he's really going to say play basketball. That's alarming. Nike drop. Look, Tiger was knocking him down in the bathroom stalls. Okay, at pancake houses. In rooms, in guest house, in hotels, three, four, five a week, cheating on his wife, got a club upside his head. Nike stuck by his ass. Nike will stick by you through the thick and thin. For them to sit there and say, uh, "We can't, we can't mess with Kyrie anymore." That's that speaks volumes to me, in my opinion. That speaks volumes. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven six. All right, let's go. Let's see what we got cooking on the uh, Facebook Live. What are some messages we got? Facebook Live out there. Uh, we got uh, started the show talking off about uh, talking about Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he's he was arrested. Uh, the charges looking to be dropped is what the complainant is attempting to do. But Adam Longoria said, "Of course, an immature Alabama receiver." Shocker. Oh, funny, Adam. I'm taking a gander at that Tennessee schedule early on too. You better hope you better hope Tannehill's head's right, or you go sit on somebody's couch before that. Because, like I said, them them elite champs. Mike, because I'm I'm not there yet. I want to get to camp before I make my prediction that hey, you know what? We'll see Malik on that field before the season's over with for Tennessee. Maybe it's quicker than what you see. That's just I'm not ready to go there yet, but we'll see. But okay, Adam, keep it going. What have we got? You got Frank Valdez uh, looking at the Suns game. If Scott Foster is the ref for Game Seven, it's a wrap. That's that whole Chris Paul stat, Chris right? Paul stat, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Owen fifteen. Oh, that's crazy. Or something like that in the last like seven seasons. Uh, we have Richard in here, and you're talking about Mike Brown uh-huh. and the struggles that he's going through. Lost to uh, lost the other night with the Grizzlies uh, against the Grizzlies with the Warriors. And he's saying, you say that Mike doesn't know the offense. Then how did he go eleven and zero last time Kerr was out? And you do a little digging last time that. Well, that took place when he was 11-0 with Kurt out was 2017. Come on, Richard. Really? I mean, yeah. Two th- I, kinda, I was thinking, like, when's the last time Kurt's been out this year? I mean, first of all, what I did say is that what was reported during the game the other night, and it was, at the, it was before the blowout of Memphis. It was actually the game they had to come back and win at home when the day that Steve Kerr, at the last minute, figured out he went into protocol. They were reporting that he didn't know all the offensive sets and the play calls because Steve Kerr, good coach, good smart coach, said, hey, man, I got this going. Let me get somebody in that's maybe a better defensive coach than me. And Steve Kerr is a pretty good defensive coach. Just concentrate on the defense. Like I said, we need to take a page out of that down here in East Houston. Get somebody to concentrate on the defense. That's all I said. So he doesn't know the offense. But in 2017, you think they're running all the damn same sets that they're running in that different personnel, different team? I mean, I know we're used to, I mean, Pop's still calling four down. Even though 21 is in the Virgin Islands riding box with, b- bikes with Manu, Pop's still yelling four down. See, some, it, it, there's, different, there's different offenses, different on personnel. Come on, Richard. That's, that's apples and oranges, man. I'm just saying he de- that matters not having Steve Kerr with that team. I've been telling y'all, in my opinion, he's the best coach in the NBA. These games, these last few games show you. That makes a difference. When to call a timeout, substitutions, hey, I got a fill on my team, what you say in the huddle, it makes a difference. 
But don't tell me that he don't know from Mike Brown to 2007, from 2017. Come on, Richard. We got Leo Zambrano uh, pulling for the Flames in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. I know. Man, Sam over there like, what the hell, man? How you going to go for the Flames? You're trying to, <laughs> trying to troll Sam. That's what it is. But he does say, quick question for the sports grind. You get free tickets to one Cowboys game, home or away, which one do you attend? Without knowing all their schedule, I mean, you would probably have to be down to the week one in Tampa with Tom coming in. It could be the last, probably going to be the last time you see him. The 1B, where's that? Do they play the Rams at? Where's the Rams game? Is it in Dallas? Or is that? The Rams game is, I just had it. It's at SoFi. Okay, they always seem like they go to L.A. I would say Tampa's 1A. I don't know if you get a 1B. I mean, those. I think those Philly games are going to be pretty much must-see TV in Jerry's world now. Dallas has embarrassed Philly the last few times on national television in primetime, but there's a lot of people jumping on that Philly bandwagon that likes what they've done in the offseason and believe in what Jalen Hurts is going to do. We'll see. I'm not going to turn down an opportunity for free tickets to Lambeau Field, so I'll take uh, Cowboys how, at Packers. How many primetimes they give the dog pound? And old Deshaun. Two, three, two, two. They gave Baltimore three. Uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh both have five. Translation, we don't want to be in prime time and see picket signs outside Cleveland Stadium for women's rights and everything. We're only going to give them two. No, it's just they're, they're saying that oh, we, okay. they already gave Cleveland too many primetime games the last three seasons. So Well, I think y'all broke them all. They, the y'all, y'all got a Monday night game for the first time in a long time, right? I think, aren't you no, on Monday they, night? They, they, they've been on Monday night recently. They have? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you had a But it's a good straight. Monday night one between so uh, the Bengals and Browns. Usually that's where they tend to meet up. But and, anyway, I think I, and I think I was right. What, what, what division had the most primetime games? That I said yesterday before everything was leaked, as we were leaking, leaking out. Is it is it the AFC? I mean, because it's Kansas City's got the max five, Denver's got five, and who else? Didn't I see the Chargers? It's the it's the AFC West and the NFC West, both with with the uh, tying for the most. Uh, the AFC West, of course, you've got the Chargers with five, you've got um, Broncos and Chiefs with five, and then you've got Raiders with four. And then the team with four for the NFC West is the Arizona Cardinals, but you've got the Rams. Um, you've got – oh, no, wait, because Seattle drops off. Never mind. So Seattle, mm-hmm. only two. So, yeah, AFC West. Yeah. Must-see TV, man. You know, must-see must see TV. Can't wait. All right, man, let's see if we're going to have some game sevens tonight or we're going to get a limit. There's going to be some eliminations going on. But for today and for the week, that is a wrap. Special thanks for the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks for Sam Spin, the one and twos. San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, Corpus, people of Tyler, people down in the whole South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo as well, too. When that alarm goes off Monday morning before you hit the snooze button and before you're out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See you on Monday.